we are there. Hello, everybody. Um, this is the final week of Project Me, week eight. We have completed two months of turning up to ourselves, putting our me first glasses on and really looking at ourselves as a project and looking at where we can, you know, improve and reflect and reframe and move forwards, maybe take a step sideways in some areas of our lives. And yeah, so I really, really hope that you've enjoyed your eight weeks with this program. Um, I'm going to go through the final questions that we got. But just a quick note to anybody in Project Me listening to this, if you have not checked in yet, please make sure you do. Doesn't matter if you haven't completed the whole of Project Me, doesn't matter if you only, you know, gave it half effort, that doesn't matter. I just want to hear your feedback, your reflection, what went well, what didn't go well, and whether you have any uh, feedback for me as your coach. Um, so do that before Monday at 10am because I'm going to be responding to everybody's check-ins on Monday. Okay, let's get to the questions um, because we had a couple from the group and I'm going to do these uh, backwards because um, I'm actually going to save save one of them till last because um, a couple of them were quite similar. So let's start with this. How can I fit my workouts in now I'm commuting? I've just started a new job and I leave for work at 7am and I don't get home till 6.30pm. Second question was, and how can I fit my meal prep around these hours, around commuting and working? Okay, so great question. So I know this client has just started a new job and now she's having to commute to work, uh, I, I believe for half an hour, maybe an hour and not obviously getting home till half six. And this is a really great question because for a lot of clients, you know, you are having to commute now, you know, lockdown is now over and a lot of you are having to go back in to the office. Um, and then some clients, their commute is dropping the kids off at school and then going into work, you know, whilst it might not look like the same kind of hours, it might feel like the same kind of slog, slog, slog. I don't know which one it is, I'm going with slog. Um, and yeah, and it's a huge chunk of your day, you know, to be commuting from what, 7am did she say? Yeah, 7am, you know, doing a long day at work and then not getting home till half six. It's a, it's a long period of time, right? Monday to Friday, that you're going to be out of your home environment and, and working. So let's look at the logistics of this. You know, for a lot of you listening to this, it might be, yeah, that sounds similar to me, or I leave at half seven or I leave at quarter to eight. And, you know, and I absolutely cannot fit a workout in at that time before I go to work. So number one, I'm going to say, say this kindly because I know I'm not always great at getting up super, super early. I used to be, but I think being pregnant, I've now got worse. <laughs> but anyway, I used to love getting up early. Um, mornings. So leaving for work at 7am is early, right? You probably don't even want to eat breakfast then. You probably are just sipping your coffee as you walk out the door. The one thing that you are going to have to do, whether this is a commute to work or whether this is dropping the kids at school, is you are going to have to get yourself a little bit more organised. Like there's only so many times you could wing it before you spent half your wages in Starbucks on the way. You know, you are going to have to get a little bit more organised. So in terms of exercise, could you 
get up earlier and get half an hour of something in, you know, getting up at, oh, dare I say it, the disgusting hours of half, five, six o'clock. Could you do something like that where you get up at half five, you do something, you know, you have a sip of coffee, you have a, a, a glass of water. Maybe you've got a Peloton at home. Maybe it's a 30 minute cycle on your Peloton. Maybe it's a quick home workout. You know, if any, any of my clients are listening to this, please know that you can always switch to a home workout program. Can you do something in that first half an hour of the day or 20 minutes or 10 minutes of the day to get your body moving? Because if you are get, getting up, going you know, straight to work, sat on a bus, a train, in the car, to then sit down all day as well. That's a lot of sitting. So what can you do to maybe get up and move your body? Now, you might only want to commit to this maybe once, twice, three times a week. You might just not be a morning person. But for the sake of, you know, having standards and meeting those standards and making sure you're meeting your non-negotiables, you commit to doing this, you know, once, twice, maybe three times a week. And that is a case of also setting your alarm early and not snoozing it, which I know is very easy to do. And also getting yourself pre-prepared the night before. So you've got hashtag no excuses because your gym kit is already laid out on the floor. I actually did this last night. I knew I wasn't gonna have a lot of time to work out today and it's really hot. Um, I'm working out from home at the moment. And I knew if I went in the shed at like, you know, 8 a.m., it was gonna be too hot. So I set my alarm, I left my workout kit, out literally by my bed so I could run downstairs grab a glass of water have a cup of coffee pop my gym kit on and get in the shed for seven for quarter past seven so you do have to be pre-prepared and also you do have to go to bed early on those nights so it's about you know having a bit of discipline and making sure that you stick to that you know yes Love Island is on until 10 o'clock at night at the moment but you know could you catch up on that perhaps you know, if you're sat on a train journey, could you watch it on your phone? You know, can you make sure that you get to bed early to wake up early on those days? So have that for, you know, a piece of piece of uh, advice or tips. Um, and what else have I written down? Yeah. OK. Early mornings again. So make sure you go to bed early. The other little few tips I would give you, if you're somebody who loves going to the gym, and maybe perhaps your gym does open at 5 a.m. Maybe your gym does open at 5.36 a.m. Could you potentially get up at, I don't know, quarter to six? Now, I know for some people that are listening to this, they're like, I'm absolutely not getting up at that time. But that used to be my shift pattern. When I used to coach at a boot camp, we would open at 6 a.m., maybe 6.30. Anyway, and at the time I was actually living at my grandma's when I, um, a couple of years ago, and I would have to drive 20 minutes to get to um, Worcester. And I was getting up at quarter past five to go to work, you know? So if I can get up at quarter past five to go to work to teach a bunch of women how to exercise, you can get up early, you know? You just have to make sure you go to bed early. Um, so, if your gym does open nice and early, some really good tips for you here. Let's say your gym has a shower facility, you know, hair dryers, a good changing room, lockers, that kind of thing. Number one, check what time your gym opens. Number two, make sure you, sure you get there pre-prepared. Like pre <laughs> pre like make sure you've already read your program so you know what you've got to get in 
and do. So whether you read it the night before, whether you read it quickly in the car before you go in while the, whilst the gym is opening, be pre-prepared so you know what equipment you're going to use straight away when you go in. You know, it might be warm up for five minutes on the treadmill and that's when you look at your program. Number two, some really, really great tips are like leave things out again. Leave your gym kit out so that when you get up in the morning, your gym kit is there ready to go. You've packed your bag for work. So you've got all of your you know uniform or whatever it is you wear to work. That's in your bag already. You've already made your breakfast or you know what breakfast you're going to grab on the way or you've got breakfast at the office, i.e. you've got porridge pots at the office that you just add some hot water to. Then you also have a wash bag. So this might be a wash bag that actually is just your gym kit wash bag. You might have separate shampoo and conditioner for at home. That's a really great tip. And I, I had a couple of clients that started to do this where they actually left a gym bag in their car so that they would always have a spare pair, a spare pair of like um, leggings, a sports bra, a top, and also a wash kit bag. So shampoo, conditioner, whatever they needed, deodorant in their car, just so that if anything was to change and they got an opportunity where they could go to the gym either before work or after work, they had all that stuff in the car ready. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, that sounds like a faff, but actually if you do it, it's so helpful. It's really, really helpful to have things like that. Like I used to, when I'd commute to work, I'd keep things like protein bars in the car. I'd keep sachets of porridge. I'd keep options, hot chocolate. I'd keep things in the car so that if, you know, I was stuck um, and I needed to grab a snack or if I was stuck and I didn't want to have I just fancied something sweet. I'd have an options hot chocolate, you know, I just ask in a coffee shop, can you put some hot water in that, etc. So using your car as a little mobile device to have the things that you need to work out and, you know, reach your targets and support your goal is really helpful. So packing a bag, making sure you've got a bag ready to go with you so that when you get up at quarter past five, half past five, drive to the gym, get to the gym, you know, you're already in your gym kit, you've got your flask of coffee with you, you already know that your breakfast is waiting for you at work, or you've got your breakfast packed, et cetera. And we're going to come on to meal planning in a second. But all of these little things will just be massively helpful. And if you've only got to do it two times a week, you know, you go to the gym Monday and Wednesday, and then, you know, a Saturday, for example. So you've only got to do it twice a week. Can, you know, that's reasonable. You can fit that in. Now, obviously, some of you with kids, that might not be um, an option for you. I don't know. It might be if husband takes the kids to school that day or partners not just husband and partners take the kids to school on Monday and Wednesday to give you a break to allow you to go to the gym then fine or you know maybe grandma or granddad can come and take them I don't know it might be something that you want to consider and I'm afraid to say this is what people do this is the reality of people who look after their health and fitness they pre-prepare pre-prepare they plan and they make shit happen. They just get up, they get on with it. And they're like, well, if I don't go today, I'm not going to go at all this week. And then I'm going to be really pissed off with myself. And then I'm going to be a pretty miserable person to be around. So, you know, I weigh up the, the cost and the benefit. And actually it benefits me more to pre-prepare. <laughs> worst word to say ever, pre-prepare. Um, and yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So the um, having a car gym bag or having a gym bag is really helpful or even just having a work gym bag as well so 
you know, can you keep a bag at work of deodorants and you might not need shampoo and conditioner, but a spare, you know, spare deodorant, spare gym kits, maybe some spare trainers if you need them, just in case, you know, you never know, you might get half an hour free where you can pop to the gym in the day. And I'm going to come on to that now. So you can join commercial gyms um, that have, you can join commercial gyms that have like access anywhere i can't i can't remember what it's called but basically like pure gym for example i'm a member of pure gym you can pay slightly more i think it's like three pound or five pound more to access any gym so that if i was commuting to somewhere let's say i was commuting to birmingham i live in worcester if i was commuting to birmingham i would then be able to on my lunch break pop to the birmingham gym but when i'm at home pop to the worcester gym so some of my clients who are commuting into london and bigger cities etc London is the biggest city, but you know what I mean. Um, they do have these membership options. And for a lot of them, lunch break is the only time they can get their workouts in. You know, so they will go to the gym on their lunch break. They will take their gym kit bag with them. They might leave their gym kit bag at work with them. So they've always got that deodorant, that shampoo, that conditioner, whatever it is they need so that they can show up. And again, it might only be twice a week that they do this. It's not every lunch break, but actually for some clients, they really like it. And then they get into the habit of, you know, going to the gym and doing a bit of cardio on their lunch break, whether that's walking on the treadmill, if it's pissing it down with rain, whether that's just sitting on a bike, pedaling and listening to a podcast. So if you can, and you do commute, it might be an option for you to just go and explore where you're, you know, where you're commuting to, where you're working and just seeing whether there are any either cheap gyms that you can join, that you can just, you know, pay ad hoc or whether it's just a very cheap membership and then you can pay to go on your lunch break. A final thing to add with the, the work thing is you can ask your employer. Now, when I used to work in a car garage, I actually used to, um, this was when I was much, much younger, but it was a part-time job and I was at uni at the time. So I was studying at uni, I was working, dancing on the weekends, and I was also um, working at a car garage just to pay my rent, essentially. And I used to go to this boot camp and the boot camp started at I think it was like 5 p.m. on the dot. Now, for me to be able to get back from the car garage and I actually didn't have a car at the time, I only had a bike. Um, I needed to leave earlier. I could not get to that boot camp on time. So what I did is I actually spoke to my employer and I said, listen, there's a boot camp on three times a week. Um, I, I really want to go. Is there any chance I can come in half an hour earlier so I can leave half an hour earlier? And to my surprise, they actually said yes. I was like, it's really important to me. You know, I was studying um, sports science at the time. So it made sense to me to kind of like say to them, like, this is really important to me. It's kind of part of my degree. I realize I'm only working part time, but do you mind if I come in half an hour earlier? I'm more prepared. You know, even if you want me to come in an hour earlier, I really, really want to go to this boot camp. Um, and they were absolutely fine with it. So sometimes it's actually just having a conversation with your employer and being like, I really want to look after my health and fitness. My well-being is really important to me. I'm really struggling with this commute at the moment. Is there any chance that, you know, maybe on this day I could work from home? You know, can I do flexi hours, that kind of thing? Or maybe can I shift my working hours around so actually I've got a bit more time to get home? You never know. Just ask. Like, I know there's going to be some people thinking, absolutely not. My boss is an absolute dickhead. Like, No, it's not going to happen. You never know. You never know. 
If it's going to make you a bright, bubbly employee, they might say absolutely yes. So you could always speak to your employer about that, you know. Um, okay, other things that you could do is you could back end your workouts to the the weekend and I'm laughing at this because one of my like quotes that I say to my clients is never leave your first workout till after Wednesday because uh, it's too close to the weekend but for some people actually doing your workouts and I, I had this conversation with a couple of uh, clients that I've coached that are teachers that just feel like they literally cannot fit in anything around their school hours which is fair enough because they do ridiculous hours you know and it's a lot of work as well after school, actually just back ending your workouts and just doing your workouts on a Saturday and Sunday. And if two workouts is all you can do, that is better than nothing. You know, if you can get up on a Saturday, maybe have a bit of a lie in, do a workout on a Saturday morning and then do a workout on a Sunday morning, then great. It's better than nothing, you know, and then. If you have time during the week, you know, to do a quick 15 minutes here or 20 minutes there, then great, add those in. But if you kind of structure your week to mentally start on a Friday and you think, right, Friday is my day one of the week, I actually work out on a Saturday and Sunday, you kind of... Um, it's like reverse psychology, isn't it? It's, it's thinking, oh, actually, I am doing my workouts, you know, at the start of my week, but it's at the start of the weekend, really. Um, but you can absolutely do that. So if you are somebody who commutes and you're like, Angie, I'm not getting up at half five. That's disgusting, <laughs> which is fine. You can absolutely say that to me. Then you could back end your workouts. But again, it's a case of you have to commit to them. We don't have to, but if you want, you know, to make progress, you want to look after your health and you want to meet your non-negotiables, then you kind of have to commit to them. And even if you've got social events, make sure you sh you still show up. You know, if you're going to meet your friends for brunch, getting your workout done before. If you've got family plans, getting your workout done before. If you're having an overnight stay somewhere, taking your trainers with you to go out for a run instead of going to the gym, you know, little things. Just keep that momentum up instead of being like, oh, well, I've got a weekend away that weekend and the following weekend I've got a hen do. Like you can still make it happen. You can still go to your best friend's Hindu and say, do you mind if I bring my trainers with me and do a 30 minute, you know, hit workout or cardio workout or strength, body weight strength workout first thing in the morning, or actually we're staying in a hotel with a pool. Do you mind if I get up? Of course. Like you just crack on. Um, a final thing is asking for help. So if you're somebody who is commuting and taking the kids to school, could you two times a week, ask granny and granddad to take the kids to school for you so that you can go to the gym can you ask your partner to take your kids to school for you you know asking for help and a bit like asking for help from your employer you know two times a week do you mind if I just come in a little bit later I'm more than happy you know to stay later just so I can go to that you know gym class or just so that I can go to the gym and do my workout asking for help like sometimes we feel that we're just stuck in these routines but actually we don't know how much flexibility we've got um and then the final one I'd written down was evening workouts so if you are somebody who gets back late it might you might just have to suck it up and do evening workouts and it might be a case of you know for this particular client she's getting home at half six that's probably a long period of time between lunch and snack time you know if you're having your lunch at like 
12, 1 o'clock, you're having an afternoon snack at 3, 4 o'clock, you might get in at half 6 and think, oh my God, I'm starving. I just want my dinner. It might be that actually you pre-prepare, <laughs> the word again, pre-prepare um, a snack so that when you get in, it's like, right, I have a um you know a couple of two rice cakes with a banana on top I have that I sit down for five minutes or you know or I eat that just whilst I change into my gym kit and then I go to the gym and do my workout or I get home and I do my workout you know I don't think about sitting down to having having dinner yet I always make sure I have a snack then I do my workout you know or it might be on your journey home can you pack something with you that you can eat on your journey home so that you feel that you've just got a bit of energy, you know, to, to do your workout when you get back home? I don't know. You might have a big enough snack in the afternoon at like three, four o'clock. Sometimes I have my overnight, they're not overnight baked oats, they're just baked oats. But sometimes I have my baked oats in the afternoon with some yogurt and fruit and it fills me up from like three o'clock four o'clock onwards it fills me up to about eight o'clock so I know that I would have enough energy there when I got home to just do something and talking about energy sometimes when we feel tired and when we've had a long day even though it can be really really tempting to just be like oh I just want to sit down watch you know shit tv numb my brain for a little bit is that actually what you need or is it that actually you need something energetic to lift your spirits and you will only ever know that by testing it out so if it's a case of getting home at that time having a little little snack feeling a little bit lethargic and sorry for yourself but just pushing yourself to do a workout you will never know the outcome of that until you push yourself and do it and actually it might be do you know what I really didn't want to do that but I'm so glad I did and I feel so much better for it or you might get three minutes into it and be like no tap out this isn't happening I need to rest you know so you kind of have to walk through things and go through things to know the outcome um, and again this happens to me you know sometimes I might get to the evening and be like oh god I didn't get time to do my workout today I'm going to have to show up now because otherwise I'm going to run out of time this week. And, you know, I'm just going to have to suck it up. Like I don't like working out in the evenings, but if I don't do it now, I'll never get it done. Or can I swap it to something that maybe feels a little bit more comfortable for me? I.e., OK, I really cannot bring myself to do a strength workout. Could I just go for a longer walk? Could I do a home yoga? Could I do, you know, a body weight flow instead? That kind of thing. So it's about switching it up as well and keeping momentum up instead of just being like, oh, I can't be bothered. Oh, I can't be bothered. And then before you know it, you've gone three weeks without doing the workout at all. And all of those can't be bothered moments could have been, you know, um, you, you could have, I was going to say solucified. That's not a word at all. <laughs> but you could have solved those can't be bothered moments with being flexible with yourself. Solucified. I actually need to see if that's a word. I swear I make words up in my head um so yeah I hope that helps okay let's go on to the second part of the question um and the second part of the question was how can I fit meal prep around my commute and working hours good question again it's going to feel like a lot because you you know if you haven't been in any kind of routine with looking after your nutrition having like a, a baseline nutrition and also doing some exercise doing all these things like might feel a bit overwhelming at first like oh now I've got to fit workouts in and now I've got to think about actually what I put in my mouth but 
What we have to do is spin it and look at the positives because otherwise, and I was having a chat with a client about this this morning, all we do is look at the negatives. Oh, that takes effort. Oh, I can't be bothered to do that. Oh, I can't be bothered. And then guess what? You're in your old routine. You're not exercising at all. You're still eating crisps and chocolate every hour of the day and then hating yourself. What feels worse, like continuing those behaviors that don't serve you or sucking it up a little bit, doing something that's a little bit hard, but actually reaping the rewards and benefits. You know, sometimes the hardest thing that we can do is make that first jump to do something that feels really hard and uncomfortable, but actually they usually have the most, you know, extraordinary rewards. We usually feel the most amazing from doing the hard things, not choosing to always do the easy thing, you know? So there you go, there's a bit of motivation for you. Um, but meal prepping. So one of my biggest tips <clears throat> for my clients is make sure you have a day where you do your life admin. Now, this doesn't mean a whole day. It just means like on Sundays, I do my life admin. I check in with myself. And, you know, if you're a one-to-one -one client or a Project Me client, um, <clears throat> you will check in on a Sunday or you might check in on a Tuesday depending on which day you check in and that's where you plan you know you're like right this is my day to check in with my coach or this is my day to check in with myself if you're not having coaching and this is where I do my life admin I sit for 10 minutes and I look at my next week and I think right Monday to Sunday what have I got going on you know I've got work these days I've got this social event that day I've got kids football that evening, blah, blah, blah. These are the time gaps that I have to do my workouts. This, 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 you know, I put those in and I put a little bit of uh, a buffer in. So if I don't get to the gym on a Wednesday, my buffer is that actually on a Thursday evening, I've got a bit of time there to do, you know, a 30 minute yoga. So if I can't do that, I'll do that instead. So I place in and I look at my week as a block and I place in where I'm going to do things, right? That's where I'm going to take care of my fitness, my strength, my wellness. Now, now I need to have a look at like, where are the times that I cannot be bothered with food? So for me, this typically happens on a Thursday night, not so much on a Friday, but it's a Wednesday, Thursday, I kind of get like hump day and I can often feel like I just can't be bothered. So I always try and pre-plan those days so that I do the least amount of effort um, in terms of food choices. So those days might actually look like a microwave meal or they might actually look like I've meal prepped the days before and I'm just eating the same things. So, for example, I might do a spaghetti bolognese on a Tuesday evening <clears throat> And I, I might have exactly the same thing on a Wednesday. It's cooked already. All I've got to do is chuck some more spaghetti in a pan and heat up the bolognese. And I always chuck in some vegetables with the um, <coughs> with the spaghetti. I don't know why, but when <laughs> I just need to stop a second. I've noticed when I do podcasts, if I talk for over half an hour and it's just me, my like voice starts to break. <laughs> I don't know if you ever noticed that. I'm just, I can feel it happening whilst I, I just keep clearing my throat. Maybe I need to take a drink. I'm going to take a drink. Okay. All right. I'm a bit weird, I know. Uh, where did we get to? So, yeah, spaghetti bolognese. So I might pre-prep something. All right. For the, for the lazy, for the days that I know, I walk in, I go, oh so easy I could just go to the chippy or I could just order something you know Wednesday Thursdays they're hump days for me 
And yeah, so I always write, go, right, what am I going to have on those days to make sure that doesn't happen? I'm going to batch cook something on a Tuesday and I'm going to on um, a, a Tuesday evening or whatever, when I do my food shop, I'm going to buy microwave meals for Thursday. So I've got Wednesday, I'm going to have spaghetti bolognese and then Thursday is going to be a microwave meal. Or sometimes I might just buy like mozzarella burgers, you know, the Linda McCartney ones, and I'll have mozzarella burgers in buns with loads of salad simple like all I've got to do is chuck mozzarella burgers in the oven done so simple little things like that so plan for when you know you're going to have the least amount of energy and then also planning your social events so if you know you're going out for dinner on a Friday and a Saturday okay those two nights are covered I haven't actually got a meal prep I haven't got to buy anything for those days so they're covered so now I've only got like a couple of days that I need to plan for and then thinking about um, can I double up my dinners for lunches? So for example, let's use the spaghetti bolognese. Again, if I have spaghetti bolognese on a Tuesday, could I actually take it to lunch um, on Wednesday for work? <laughs> I said that backwards, but you know what I mean? Taking um, spaghetti bolognese for lunch on a Wednesday. Can you do things like that? Um, something that I typically do on a Sunday, you know, as British people do, make a Sunday roast guess what we have on a Monday evening? We have a Sunday roast, or sometimes I'll do a chicken stir fry because I'll just use the leftover chicken from the Sunday roast, you know? So little things like that, if you can just get into the habit of, okay, I cook double the amount, or, you know, I buy the larger chicken to make sure I've got enough chicken. It all adds up, it all helps, right? So really looking at your week when you're doing these life admin days, all day I should say and looking at your week and being like how can I make this as simple as hell for myself you know instead of thinking I've got to cook a new recipe every night which was great when we're all in lockdown but <laughs> let's, let's face it if we're walking in at half six doing a workout having a shower sitting down to eat at like I don't know half seven eight you're not going to want to cook a recipe from scratch that you've never cooked before you might do you might be somebody who loves cooking I'm definitely not but I just think just making sure that you've got the easy options. There is nothing wrong with buying microwave meals and convenience meals. Yes, I wouldn't have them all the time, but I think they're absolutely okay. And I always dish up my microwave meal with a side salad. So one of my favorite microwave meals is a uh, spaghetti carbonara or a spinach and spinach and something cannelloni. Can't remember what it is. Um, and they're just from Sainsbury's because we live around the corner from Sainsbury's. So I'll get those and I'll always serve it with a side salad or with a carbonara. I'll just cook up some frozen peas. So I just add my veggies in and I bulk out the meal. All right. So just thinking about if I am going to get a microwave meal or a quick convenience meal, whether it's a frozen meal or whatever, can you add in your fruit and veg there? Um, OK, other things that you can do is. Uh, yeah, planning in your workouts, your meals, planning in your food shop as well. So once you've planned your meals out, work backwards from your meals and be like, right, that's what I'm having for, bre uh, for breakfast, Monday to Friday, because I know it's quick and easy. You know, I take it to work with me. It's my overnight oats or I've got, you know, I buy five porridge pots or five porridge sachets to take with me to work and I have that at work. Or, you know, I've got a fridge at work and I keep some Greek yogurt in there. I also buy, you know, two pallets of strawberries and that's what I have my, for my breakfast type thing, you know. So really utilising the, the office fridge, for example. Um, 
so planning your food shop and if you work shift patterns as well so if you're work if you're somebody who does do late shifts early shifts that kind of thing really thinking about how you feel after those shift patterns and are you mega hungry or are you really tired and can you plan your meals around those as well Okay, um, other things that you can do is plan a prep day or evening. So for example, let's say you did all of your life admin on a Sunday. On a Sunday morning, you sat in bed with your cup of coffee, you got your diary out, you got your planner out and you're like, right, this is what I'm going to eat Monday to Friday. I've got the weekend to be a little bit more flexible. This is where I'm going to do my workouts. Okay, great. I've now written my food shop list. And now this afternoon, after I've got back from my family's house, I'm going to have a bit of a, you know, a prep afternoon where I prep at least two of my breakfasts going forward. So I've got that for Monday and Tuesday, you know, Tuesday, I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to also prep my lunches for this week. So actually I'm going to make a, I don't know, a ratatouille. I'm going to make, take, take a ratatouille with me to work. I've got tins of tuna at work and I'm going to have ratatouille with couscous and a tin of tuna something like that I don't know but you prep prep it ahead so you just spend maybe half an hour maybe an hour in the kitchen just prepping for the week and it's sorted now yes it does it does get challenging if you've got social events and that's where I'd say on the weekends that you know you're away for a weekend or whatever switch to a convenience option i.e can you just buy some packs of chicken can you buy some you know pre-cooked packs of couscous or some wraps things like that there's nothing wrong with buying convenience healthy food like i don't see an issue with that at all you know you can buy those microwave bags of rice you know you can just zip half of it keep half of it for the for the next day type thing you can buy microwave pots of baked beans you can take you know you could take a baked potato with you and just heat it up in the microwave at work and microwaves and baked beans there's loads of those options so on the weekends that you know you're going to be away and you're not going to have time to do your life admin try and do your life admin maybe on the friday night or the thursday and think right i know this weekend i'm going to be away completely so this is what I'm going to do to pre-prepare. And one of the tips that I've given quite a few of my clients is have stuff at work. So have a little box or a drawer or, you know, in your desk or something, have something at work where you can store some emergency supplies. So, you know, having tins of tuna, having some options, hot chocolate sachets, having maybe some of those low calorie jellies, maybe having some copper soups, maybe having, um, What's the John West does that those tuna pasta salads where they don't need to be in the fridge, like having things at work can be really helpful having a, a, you know, a pack of protein bars and that kind of thing, just so that if you're caught short, you've got things there ready for you, or if you don't have time to go and do the food shop on the weekend, maybe you're away Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you can think right actually on Monday it's fine I don't need to worry about, you know, taking um, lunch to work with me because I've got that, you know, tuna salad in the drawer at work and I've got some apples left over that I've, I've left at work so thinking about that um batch cooking slow cookers are great as well so having you know buying a slow cooker if you don't have one or if you've got one pull it out of the cupboard what can you slow cook you know what can you cook up sometimes we'll just do like a loin of pork so I'll cook it some pork and I'll shred it sometimes I might shred some chicken breasts sometimes I might actually do like a curry in the slow cooker you know even though it's boiling hot at the moment it's summer we can still bring out the slow cooker and make some meals and you know you can freeze them as well so even if you don't you know you make a ginormous meal in the slow cooker and you make six portions you know you could eat three that week spread them out over the week so you don't get bored of them and freeze the other three and guess what you've then got three for the next week or the week after that you know 
Um, you can buy ready-made meals as well. So there's lots of companies doing them at the moment, you know, where you buy an already pre-made um, stir fry. You know, it's a stir fry kit, essentially. Like nothing wrong with that. Buy a stir fry kit. You know, if it's come with the noodles, the veggies, the, you know, meat and the um, sauce. Yeah, like there you go. Sorted. Um, and then meal prep companies. You can actually sign up to meal prep companies where they send you, you know, seven days worth of your lunch or whatever. Like Muscle Foods is a good company to use. There's quite a, quite a lot of them if you just Google them. And they actually come like a lot of them with the calories and the macros on them as well. So if you are calorie tracking, it might just be a case of, right, I'm going to buy, you know, 14 days worth of Muscle Food lunches. I'm going to keep them in the freezer. And I'm just going to have them there, you know, as or when I need them. OK. Um, OK. A final few things is making when you make a meal, make your next meal or try to make something to help you out later on. So very much putting your future self mindset on um, mindset cap on and thinking about, right, I'm making my breakfast right now. What can I do to help myself for lunch? So whilst my porridge or whilst my eggs are boiling, what I'm actually going to do is chop up some salad for my lunch. Or what I'm going to do is I know I get hungry when I get back from work. So I'm going to leave my rice cakes and a banana on the side. So it's easy access. So when you're in the kitchen, when you're making one meal, maybe it's you're making your dinner. Can you be making your overnight oats for the next day? You know, so think about opportunities. I'm in the kitchen. This is an opportunity now for me to prep something ahead to make my life easier. Will my future self thank me? for putting my rice cakes and banana on the side. Yes, it absolutely will. Now, will my future self thank me for at 5 a.m. when I get up, having my overnight oats already done for me so that I can work out and take them straight to work and eat them, you know, on the train or whatever? Yes. You know, will my future self thank me for just making my flask up already? So I've got my flask, I've got my coffee granules, my sweetener in it. So all I need to do in the morning is flip the kettle on and pour the coffee in. I used to do that before coaching at boot camp, And honestly, it was a lifesaver. I can't tell you the times that I did. I didn't, sorry. I just put hot water in. I get to work and be like, oh, just got hot water um and yeah and then finally processed and convenience food for the win there's nothing wrong with buying a cooked pack of chicken nothing wrong with buying cooked salmon there's nothing wrong with buying you know microwave rice microwave pots of you know beans lentils that kind of thing like go convenience if it's gonna save you a lot of time go convenience um so hopefully that is helpful i can't think of anything else but if anybody wants to um message me with any tips and ideas that they find really, really useful, then yeah, by all means do. Um, I hope that answers your question. Uh, that was like 45 minutes of me giving you tips there. Okay, um, this is gonna be a really quick question to answer. I'm really loving the workouts, how can I continue? So it's a Project Me client who is loving the workouts, which is good to hear. So you can continue with Peach Club. So I sent out an email a week or two weeks ago saying here are the links to Peach Club. If you decide to continue at, after Project Me, you just sign up here and then your six weeks of workouts will just continue to roll. Um, and yeah, so that's how you carry on. £30 a month, absolute bargain if you ask me. And I program the workouts. So if anybody's listening, thinking, what is Peach Club? I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on that soon. Um, but basically, every six weeks, your workouts will change. They're never the same. Um, and 
you don't pick the workouts. I think some people, when they like download these workout apps, they're like bombarded with a load of workouts and you can just pick and choose like which ones like, oh, today I'm going to do a lower body glutes day and tomorrow I'm going to do a shoulder day and then I can do an abs day and da, da, da. Whereas this is actually like three to four workouts a week, which is programmed for you with progressive overload to help you make progress, to get stronger, you know, leaner, more toned, fitter, etc. Um, you don't pick and choose. You can, you know, there's some flexibility there and when you become a member, we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, essentially you're following a personal training program, all right? Um, so yeah, that's how you continue. Um, and I can send you the link if you have lost that email. Okay, final question. Um, how do I stop acting like a child in the supermarkets and honing in on the buy one, get one free type offers, which are invariably good, sorry, which are invariably for calorific and non-satiating foods, uh, basically foods that aren't going to serve me. So how can I stop, you know, grabbing, being at the till, grabbing the buy one, get one free Percy pigs, you know, or being at the till and being like, oh, those donuts, five donuts for a quid. I'm just going to grab those. And I think it's a really good question because some people actually do get into the habit of this and it could be for various reasons. It could be like a childhood thing, like maybe that's something that your parents did. Maybe that's something that you did as a child. You're like, oh, God, it's a bargain. I must buy bargains because, you know, I don't know, maybe we struggle with money at home or I just love bargains. <laughs> Who knows? But I think one thing is some one thing to focus on here is are you just getting the pleasure from buying? Um, a really good question to ask yourself. Like some people will um, struggle with uh, their relationship with food. And once they start to unpick their relationship with food, they start spending money elsewhere. And it's almost like this addiction to seeking comfort comes comes up in other areas, you know, like oh, I can't soothe myself with food. So now I'll soothe myself with shopping. And it's just really interesting behavior, how we like soothe ourselves. So that's a curious question to ask yourself. Is it the actual eating of the food or is it the buying, which is giving you, you know, more pleasure, I guess. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not actually giving you pleasure at all because you've already stated that. But yeah, so I think that's just an important question to ask, ask yourself. But one of the things I would say is, number one, asking yourself what would your future self thank you for would your future self thank you you know as you pick up those Percy pigs or those jam donuts at the till just giving yourself a moment hopefully there's a cue there and you're not at the front but giving yourself a moment and being like do I actually need this do I actually want this and would my future self thank me for this you know I think I don't know if anybody shops at the range but if you go to the range like <laughs> it's literally and like Primark these cheaper shops when you get to the checkout, they bombard you. They're like, you definitely need this 100-piece pack of chewits, strawberry chewits. You just need them. Or you definitely need those six boxes of poppets, whatever. You know, that all, all the old-school sweets, like, you definitely need them. And that's why we've put them at the queue so you can stand here and be tormented by the poppets. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just a case of, you know, allowing these feelings to come up, catching them and being like, I don't need this puppets. They're just being put there to kind of taunt me and test me. And my future self would thank me for just moving on and walking past them. So I think really trying to 
put that pause in place you know you've got time before you actually there have been countless times to be honest with you where I've taken things to the till and I'm nightmare for doing this scrub with clothes where I'm like actually I don't need those knickers can you just put them to one side you know where you've had that little bit of thought process where they're scanning things through and you're like actually sorry can you just take that off you know you've got that time to put that pause in really thinking about what would my future self thank me for and what you know what do yeah essentially um and then seeking joy as well like where are you what's bringing you joy from doing that behavior like is it actually bringing me any joy whatsoever from buying that food and then eating it is it giving me much joy whatsoever and it might initially but how long does that last and really reframing and it's funny because I do this in Lidl because I shop in Lidl and obviously they've got the amazing bakery and what's interesting is you know sometimes I'll look at my food shop and I'm like ah, oh, there's nothing really that exciting in this. You know, it's all healthy. It's all good for me. Where's the dirt? <laughs> Where's the, the dirty bit of chocolate? You know, where's the brownie, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I will, because the bakeries at the start, the one that I shop, I shop at, I will go all around the supermarket and then I'll go back to the bakery. I'm like, oh, you know, I could, it's just a little bit of joy for today. You know, I could enjoy a muffin this afternoon. But actually trying to think about, well, where else can I find joy and pleasure in my life? Where else can I find joy, pleasure, comfort? You know, where can I feel energized um, in my life other than food? And, you know, I'll back away from the bakery and I'm like, no, not going to do it today. Because actually all of this food in my shopping basket is going to bring me joy. It's just I'm seeking those instant, you know, instant rewards, that instant gratification. Um, so thinking about, and, and this is why I say to clients, like make a list, make a list of things that feel pleasurable to you, that bring you joy every single day. Maybe it's sitting for five minutes in the garden, just having a cup of coffee and just really relaxing and just allowing yourself to just sit there and breathe and look at your beautiful garden or whatever. Or maybe it's a case of actually you, you sit, you get a lot of pleasure of, sorry you get a lot of pleasure in sitting in the car and listening to some like old school dance music like that brings you a lot of pleasure because it takes you back you know it takes you back a few years and you think about your youth and you think about all those parties you used to go to you know that brings me pleasure or actually having conversation like communicating with people so having a list of things that bring you pleasure and joy that you can refer back to and it I, you know, I would keep it on your phone so that if you are in the supermarket, you can be like, no, remember your list. Those are the things that bring me joy. Today, I choose to do this. You know, maybe it's spending a bit of time with my kids doing a jigsaw puzzle because that always brings me joy. You know, trying to seek joy from other places other than just from food. I think that would be quite helpful for you. I don't know. You tell me. Um, other things that you could do is think about the money. So if you're quite motivated by spend, spending money, saving money, maybe, and you know, smokers will do this, they'll track on their like app if they've quit smoking, how much money they save. Maybe for you, it's a case of, I was gonna spend two pound 50 on the buy one, get one free Percy pigs. That's two pound 50 I've saved. And then after a week of doing that, or after two weeks of doing that, you can look at like back at your, you know, it might just be writing, write it on notes on your phone. This is all the money I would have spent. And this is all the money I've saved. 
and that that can be really motivating and I mentioned this quite a few times I feel like I should be sponsored by them but I've just started banking with Monzo and I'm a bit obsessed with it because like you can categorize where you spend your money so like look at how much money you spend on your groceries how much money you spend on clothes on you know on petrol and things per month and it goes into different categories and I just love it I'm like I've saved I feel like I've saved so much money <laughs> just by like seeing see visually being able to see like how much I'm spending and on what I know we could always see how much we were spending, but really like seeing in a graph, I'm such a visual person that seeing on a graph, oh, you've spent like this much money on clothes, this much money on fruit, and, uh, on your groceries, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, I don't know. I just find that uh, that kind of stuff really motivating. So that might be a motivator to, to you to help you stop. Um, and also just being motivated by consistency of a habit. So again, it's that going back to what I first said at the start about exercise, like sometimes doing the hardest thing gives us the most benefit. You know, we, we reap the most reward from stepping up and doing the hardest thing. And that sometimes the hardest, most courageous thing you can do is make that first step to say no, just once to those Percy pigs and be like, no, it's not happening today. I told myself I wouldn't, my future self will thank me for this. And actually then be motivated by that consistency that every t- every opportunity you're thrown into in regards to, you know, the offers at the till or, or you know, the buy one, get one free stuff, building that consistency and saying no that can be really motivating for some people you know having a visual tracker you know and like I said tracking how much money you've saved tracking how many times you've said no it's so much more motivating visually seeing how consistent you're being rather than just like winging it you know I think we all love to see how well we're doing we love seeing green ticks right we hate seeing red crosses and we learn from the red crosses but if we can build on those green ticks then that might be really helpful for you um so yeah hopefully that is helpful um and that is the end of the questions today do let me know whether you've enjoyed this and you have found it helpful if there's any feedback you've got for me remember I absolutely love your feedback uh, drop me a message on Instagram and uh, or email, whatever, and just let me know your thoughts. And if there's anything else that you want me to cover in the podcast episodes, let me know. For those who have you know got to the end of this and you are on Project Me, thank you. You've been an absolute pleasure to coach and have really, really enjoyed coaching this group. Obviously, this was the first one because it used to be called Get Shred and I did Get Shred for three years and I was a bit nervous about running my first Project Me but I'm really really happy with how it's gone and you've all been so amazing to coach I feel like you've all gone on really like wonderful different journeys and yeah so hopefully you've enjoyed it too and have a great day everyone speak to you soon bye